0: Is Monday, whatever day that is, Labor Day 2019, and football is here. The week for football is here, at least. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of the daily CBS Sports NFL podcast. A mini Super Friends show today on this holiday. Well, you know how we roll. We go daily. We don't mess around. Holidays, we don't care. We put out eight shows last week. Maybe nine if we did a Cuts podcast. Who knows? I mean, you will, but I won't. I don't right now because we're recording this on Friday to get ahead of the curve and to get you that content you crave. Joining me to go over our bold predictions podcast. That's what this will be uh, in that corner.
1: John Jim Breach. What's up, John?
0: I will. You know who
1: I am not? I'm not Ryan Wilson because that guy is still on vacation. That's been a month now? <laughs> yeah, I forgot
0: about it. Yeah. It's like Wilson like vacation shames everybody on our team. He's like, uh, another vacation for Princeton. And he's like, I'm taking the last week
1: before football off and going to play soccer in the mountains with my and happy And who's friends. here podcasting on a holiday weekend? Us three, Wilson nowhere to be found. He won't even return my text messages. I know it's sad. Sad. He's got off the grid. Uh Also in this corner, wearing a tank top
0: and weighing 148 pounds, all of it bench press muscle. Sean Wagner, my In
2: in Ryan's defense, I do think he wrote a story last night, and it's like the, the main cover on the homepage. What? So he's he's still on vacation, kind of grinding away. Which I gotta say. I mean you gotta respect it, but at the same time you're not doing vacation right. You know are you what I sure mean? the like,
1: story are you sure the story wasn't called how to milk all your vacation days?
2: Because <laughs> how that to guy milk, that milk all your vacation days.
0: <laughs> are you sure that um did Ryan actually talk about the the actual game that Daniel Jones had in, in week three or did he just slap are you, up? Are some- you
2: suggesting he pre wrote this before he left and then just
0: that is precisely what i am suggesting. by the way, two of his top 3 rookies to watch out for. nc state guys, what's up in your face. um anyway, uh let's talk about some bold predictions. we'll get dive right into it. we don't we're not doing any news um because this is monday's podcast. we are under the impression we will have some version of a cuts podcast that you will have already listened to perchance on sunday, uh maybe saturday, who knows. um but we wanted to get a podcast ready for you on monday. Want it to be a little bit evergreen. All the games have taken place. Um, so we're going to skip the news and dive right into the bold predictions. Uh, should we, you know, I guess we could have created a rundown for this. Sean falling asleep at the wheel once again, but that's okay. I'll let, uh, we'll do it like a, a, draft. We'll do, uh, one, two, three. So John Breach, uh, by virtue of being introduced first and, uh, and claiming that you have family in town or something weird like that, uh, you can go first. <laughs> What's your number one Bold, you don't have to do the order you send them to me. Just your, you can you know, maybe build to a crescendo of, of great bold predictions until the fifth is just a mind bender.
1: Uh, well, my first one is that my family's never going to listen to this podcast again with you just ripping them for visiting me. Does your, does your family listen to this podcast? Sometimes. My dad it's, does. Uh, your dad's, your dad Bengals all time leading scorer, Jim Breach, listens to this podcast. He's a pick six listener. At least three out of four and maybe four out of four podcast super friends. Like
0: Jim Breach better than John Breach.
1: He generally texts me and asks if Sean's going to be on. And if I say yes, then he passes. And if I say no, then he listens. So it's like it just depends on if Sean's there.
0: All right. What's your first bold prediction, Breach?
1: What? I'm just kidding, Sean. That was like that,
2: okay. I'm flat. That's,
0: that's not that's true. Confused. That's not true. Okay.
1: So we're going with our least bold to our most bold? Uh, sure. That- yeah. Yeah, let's do that. It makes more sense. So but, but maybe, up, like, but maybe even
0: build up, like your fifth one could be like if you have a Super Bowl prediction, uh, or you have a, um,
1: or you have a, uh, MVP prediction, something that's... Alright, some of- I'm just gonna start with a prediction that no one cares about. Okay. Uh, Andy Dalton dominates okay. in Zach Taylor's offense and sets a career high in passing yards. This should be the I'm not even gonna talk about it. I'm just gonna say it. This should be the boldest one oh, no, this is just going to happen. This is a fact. Like, this is not even a prediction. It's just going to happen.
0: But if we're being honest, this is not that big. Andy Dalton throws for 4,300 passing yards. Not even that bold. That's This is telling. Here's the problem, Sean, with this prediction from Breach. He's telling on himself. He's telling on his man. He's ratting his man out to the whole world because everybody's like, Andy Dalton's had some great years. Andy Dalton's had, like, a ton of great success. Andy Dalton's never thrown for more than 4,293 passing yards, and that was back in
1: 2013. Andy Dalton... Is Brinton. That's my, Thanks. my uh, trivia. I was gonna ask you guys how many times do you think Dalton has thrown for more than four thousand yards in his career? Well, twice. Well, I know you just gave <laughs> the answer away because you looked it up. But
2: yes, that's the answer. See, I didn't know where, I didn't know it was
1: that low. Well. I thought it was actually more. I I, I, I
2: if we had a rundown, you know, we could plan these things and these things wouldn't be you know, ruined. It's fun, it is still fun.
0: Let me just uh let me just throw this out here. Twelve thirty seven PM Eastern. Standard Time. Sean Wagner McGuff in Slack. I'll have mine, meaning his bold predictions, done by one, but just before one. Then Sean at one twenty I still
2: beat Brinson to his
0: at one twenty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Rips me for not having a rundown on the podcast. You put yours in it. You there's a. 20-minute stretch between you putting your bold predictions in and you ripping me on the okay, podcast.
2: Okay, 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 okay. Listeners don't give a crap about this, but I just got to defend myself and say, <laughs> I found out last night at 11 p.m. Eastern, maybe later, that we were doing this podcast, so it's not like I was given that much time to put together bold predictions. Literally, the first thing I did when I woke up was I made coffee and I sat down to do my bold predictions.
0: Congratulations on all your success. Um, I will say I that... Uh, so, Andy Dalton's uh, played, played 16 games in 2013 and threw for 4,293 yards. It was actually a pretty good season in, in 2013. I think the one that's more interesting, um is 2015 when he was actually having like a borderline MVP caliber season but didn't, wasn't piling up that many yards. His career high in yards per game is 268.3. He's only been over 253 times. Um, that this, this is a pretty bold prediction. This is a surprising, actually no it's not. It's not a bold prediction. Like he just has to throw for 4,300 passing yards.
2: Oh. The one thing I'll say, and why it could happen, is if the Bengals are terrible, which we all seem to think they will be, well, maybe not breach, but if their defense is terrible, then he's just going to be forced to throw the ball a ton, and especially in garbage- Second half of every game, he's
1: going to be slinging it.
2: Yeah, he's going to be one of those guys that is like a sneaky good fantasy quarterback because he's going to have like zero points at halftime and then he's going to bortles his way to 20 points uh, in the second half. And you so know that's what? why I could see 20 it. 20
1: points from a Bortles type quarterback is the same as 20 points from right. Patrick Mahomes.
0: Um all right, Sean, you're uh I guess you're up. I mean, so do you what do you think the likelihood of this Andy Dalton thing happening? I'm going to say it's like um I don't know. I was gonna
2: say
0: 25%. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10 boldness, how, how, what would you give, uh, would you give, or give give him a grade, give Breach a grade for his boldness in this Andy Dalton prediction. Let's, the the other, the person who's the next up on the clock will grade the previous bold prediction.
2: So I'm grading, like an A would be, that's a great, like that's a super bold prediction. Or like like, a realistic bold prediction.
1: There's multiple ways to grade bold prediction. What am I grading? Well, I think you have to take both
0: factors into account, right? So like, if it, if you were like, Derek Carr is going to lead the Raiders to the Super Bowl, it's like, that's, F. that's an F. You're, you're David Carr. What are
2: you doing? Get out of here.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> David the, Carr
2: has <laughs> jumped onto our podcast. He's wearing breeches face right Did now. Did you see his, his, uh, Super Bowl pick? The Oakland Raiders. Yeah. I mean, this isn't even surprising at yeah. this point.
0: He picked, didn't he pick like Derek Carr for MVP? Like his brother for that MVP?
1: That would be like me picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl and Dalton winning MVP, but that's just Crazy.
0: Right. It'd be like me continuing to pick the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Like, oh my God. Am I David? I mean, am I David yeah. Carr? <laughs> uh, no, but, um, yeah. So I think you, so like, for instance, if you're like, like, like for instance, uh, if I'm like Vance McDonald's going to catch 10 touchdowns this year, which I'm not doing, but I kind of like, like, I think that's an A. Cause it's, okay. it's, it's bold. It is realistic. But you know, what real,
2: yeah. there's a mix yeah. that it's, it's not a cop out and you're not doing something super obvious. It's bold enough. But yes. at the same time you could see it happening. Yes. So in that case I give breach an A.
0: Because, uh I think it's a it's a B minus
1: because it's not that bold. Brenton, your rule was the guy next grade. I know I so I know I, know. I, know. I like that count. I was giving a grade. Great
2: count. I'm giving it an A Thank because I think most people are down on the Bengals. They're not even considering this being a potential career year for Andy Dalton. I've been down on Zach Taylor this entire time because I think he hasn't done it much of anything to prove that he's Gonna be a good head coach. And I think with AJ Green out, I think suddenly it is really difficult. And the Bengals have had injuries up front already. Um, so I give it an A because I could see it happening in a garbage time manner. Um, but I'm with you, Brenton I think it's like a 25, 30% chance it happens. we're, we're doing that, uh, I can't believe Brenton has to grade my picks because Brenton's gonna give me hats. He just wanted to give Breach a B minus there and I gave him an A. We're not operating on the same scale.
0: Well, you should be operating on my scale.
1: Um, well, we'll assume the Brinson scale
2: is different from the other scale. It's like his drinking drunk scale. <laughs> like, like a six on the Brinson drunk is like a 10. So like okay. a C is an A for him. Right. Yeah. Like I'm usually, or a, P minus is an A. We just established yeah, but it. A I B- like, minus
0: yeah, like I'm usually like a three drunk when I do this podcast. Right now I'm a zero and, and last night I was like a seven or eight. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, uh, I'm trying to find Andy Dalton's projections. I think
2: me. we should move on. Okay, let's move on. Yeah,
0: it's enough we, Andy we Dalton like 20 talk. Minutes on Andy we Dalton.
1: definitely hit our Bengals quota, and I'm the Bengals fan on the podcast. Like, no one wants to hear more than three minutes of Bengals talk outside of Cincinnati. <laughs> that's a fair point.
0: Uh, Andy Dalton's projections, just as you wanted to know, from Sportsline, 3,329 yards. Ay, ay, Alright, maybe, I'm with you. Alright, it's an A. If, they, if that's where we're at on Andy Dalton, like, we're expecting 3,300 passing yards from him this year, 4,300 would be, an extra an extra grand would be pretty bold. So I'll give that to you. Sean, you're on the clock.
2: Uh, Mitch Trubisky finishes with more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, look, it already almost happened last year. Trubisky had 27 total touchdowns, including free rushing. Rodgers had 27 total touchdowns, so they tied with two coming on the ground. I would say the reason why this qualifies as bold because there's not a single person out there who thinks Mitch Trubisky is better than or equal to Aaron Rodgers, and that's not true at all. Aaron Rodgers is substantially better than Trubisky. They're not even in the same tier. They're probably multiple tiers apart. That said, I think Trubisky has a couple advantages. He's heading into year two of, a, of an offense. Um, if you look at the quotes that Matt Nagy has given this summer, quote: Last year he learned this offense. Now he's trying to master it. I think we could see a big second year jump. Aaron Rodgers is learning a new offense for the first time in his career, really. And so, and I think a lot of people have assumed just because Mike McCarthy is out and his antiquated offense is out, that we're going to see Rodgers return to the form that he was in, you know, three or four seasons ago. I kind of think this is the new Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think it's entirely scheme dependent. I think there's been a lot, there's been a corner of the internet, it's the analytics corner, um, who have been talking about how Aaron Rodgers has kind of declined and he's not a great quarterback anymore. He's merely a good quarterback. And I subscribe to that belief. I think Trubisky finishes more total touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Not saying he's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, but I think he's in a better situation.
0: Uh, okay. I'm going to give it a, uh, F. Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna no, no. Actually, I like this. I was gonna give it. I'm teetering on a B or a B plus. And the only reason you don't get an A for this is that I think that at the beginning of your your statement, you noticed it almost happened last year. They had the same amount of touchdowns, so, yeah. like, so it wouldn't be shocking. Um, and and then at the end, you were like, "I'm not saying he's better," which you said like, like the, those two qualifications are what knocked you down to a, a firm, solid B. But I, I could live with that. But, good, yeah, but I do like what you did here because when you when you frame it that way. Like when I initially read it when we when you dropped it into our slack our slack our private Slack room that we have without Ryan, where we talk trash about Ryan, um, I was like, Oh my god, what a homer pick. That's a ridiculous one. Uh, he's not gonna finish with more TDs than Aaron freaking Rodgers if Rogers is healthy. Um, but but the reality is that it's actually pretty likely to happen. Like there's a decent chance that it happens. Um, you know, if you look at Aaron Rodgers, so let's say Mitchell Trubisky has uh I mean, how many let's see, Aaron Rodgers has been over 27 total touchdowns three times in the last six years. So I mean, he could go low. You know, he could he could get hurt. Uh, he could uh he could have a they could. Lead He's on, had injury problems. They recently. could lean on Aaron Jones. I mean, I, I like Trubisky. I think Trubisky's going to have a good year. And so I'm I'm in on that. Uh, plus the run. Running- well, let me
1: just jump in with the uh, injury problems. There is that. I think when people talk about Aaron Rodgers regression, it's almost unfair to use. He he tied Mitchell Trubisky last season. And he played the season on one leg. Like, he literally injured his knee in the very first week against the Bears, had just junk going on in his knee. You and I, three of us, we would be on crutches crying. The dude played the whole entire NFL season and still tied Mitchell Trubisky. So, with one leg tied behind his back, he did that. You look at the year before that, that was the collarbone year. The year before that, when he was healthy the whole year, he led the NFL in touchdown passes. So... As long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, and that is a big gift because he hasn't proven he can do that over the past two years, he's going to wipe Mitchell Trubisky off okay. the face of the year. So I was touchdowns.
2: worried about my prediction not being bold enough, so Breach seems to think it's it's bold enough. And I'll, but and I'll, I'm not grading you, Sean. Will I do but I'll say this, though. While they did tie last year, Trubisky actually sat out two full games, ooh. so there's a bit of a disadvantage there.
0: Ooh. What's that, the John Cena gift where he's like, ooh, um the uh worth noting, Sports Line projects Trubisky for twenty-five total touchdowns, twenty-three passing and two rushing, and uh Aaron Rodgers projected by Sports Line for thirty total touchdowns, which I think is fair. Uh, he's also projected for four thousand three hundred eighty passing yards, twenty-eight uh passing touchdowns, two hundred and seventy-four rushing yards and two touchdowns, whereas Trubisky projected for three thousand six hundred thirty-three Passing yards, 362 rushing yards. I think Trubisky's a good fantasy quarterback. In fact, I've drafted Aaron Rodgers twice so far in, in leagues and I'm, I rate it myself for doing it. I broke, I broke away from my don't draft quarterbacks in fantasy mantra. And I drafted Aaron Rodgers early because I'm like, what if he bounces back and has a huge year? And now I'm worried he might not do that and I'm stuck with him. So I'm, I'm with it Should have gone with Trubisky later. I'd feel a lot better about that. Let's go to my first bold prediction. Which will be, hmm, hmm, these are all very bold. I'm going to start out with the boring one. Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Griffin, who I'm assuming and hoping won't be cut by the Buccaneers. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, are you counting his
2: XFL career in this one?
0: Uh, I mean, is Ryan Griffin getting cut? Did he get cut? I didn't realize it. Surely not. Who else is, who else is going to be, this got real quiet, real fast. Who else is going to be out there for, for Tampa Bay that I'm missing that they, I guess they can go Gabbert? Alright, I'll yes. go, I'll go whatever combination of Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin you want. So Ryan Tannehill slash Ryan Griffin, or Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Griffin slash Blaine Gabbert will attempt, oh, I said more TDs, I'm gonna say will attempt more passes than Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston.
1: But right, so just say it the safe way. The backup quarterback for the Titans and the backup yeah. for the Buccaneers <laughs> will attempt more passes than the starters, the, the week
2: one starters for the uh, this, Bucks and Titans. James Winston is and Way Martin? more bold when you have the touchdowns. Okay. I'm not grading it, but now I'm let down. I'm disappointed. Okay. Well, if I'll go
0: touchdowns. More time. I don't care. What if, yeah. I, what, if it's, what if it didn't happen? Who gives a crap? Um, Not me. I mean, like, it would be great if it does. The backup quarterback's. Neither Jameis Winston nor Marcus Merida will lead their team in passing touchdowns in 2019. How's that?
1: That's uh, bold. I mean, and here's the thing. You look at the Tannehill-Mariota situation in Tennessee, and that seems completely realistic. We could see Tannehill playing week five. If Mariota just chokes coming out the door and falls flat on his face, they start one and three. It, Mike vrabel has got to think about putting him on the bench. Then, boom, you've got twelve games at Tannehill and your prediction's already ninety percent of the way there. Um, Uh as long as I don't know Jameis how if he stays healthy, I don't think Bruce Aaron's is gonna pull him any point, so he'd have to get injured.
0: See, I I think that people are sort of overselling this a little bit. Like they can't sit Jameis Winston. You gotta find out what you have. Like F that if you're one in five and Jameis sucks, sit him and start playing Gabbard and just see what happens. Like why can't why can't you do that? I I just I don't understand why that's not an option. James Winston has 22, 28, 19, and 19 passing touchdowns in his career. For a former first overall pick, that's abhorrent. I and mean, that is terrible. Marcus Mariota has a very nice 69 touchdowns for his career, but 19, 26,
2: 13, and 11?
0: You tell me Ryan Tannehill can't throw 12 touchdown passes next year, and please.
2: By the way, preseason doesn't mean that much, but Tannehill actually looked pretty good so far in this, or I guess throughout the entire preseason. He went 25 or 36. That's a nice 69% of his passes being completed. God, lot 276 of six, yards. a 69
0: is and going on in, in Tennessee, huh?
2: 7.7 yards per attempt and a uh, 119.7 passer rating. I think there's a chance Ryan Tannehill is playing quarterback for the Titans this year, and it doesn't involve an injury to Marcus Mariota. Uh,
0: for sure. I think the Titans come out and, and struggle. That, that could easily happen. Jameis Winston projected to throw 27 passing touchdowns. Uh, suffice to say that, um, Blaine Gabbert is not projected for as many, nor is Ryan Griffin. And I'm glad that I was like doing that. I was like, man, what if, what if it's not Griffin? And then I look stupid. Um, James and Marcus Mariota projected for 19 total t- passing touchdowns. I mean, the the, the hard one here, I, I think the Ryan Tannehill Marcus Mariota one. If I'd said, if I'd said Tannehill throws for more passing touchdowns than Mariota, you guys would be like, that's not bold. Like, like, <laughs> he plays eight games, he throws more passing touchdowns. That's not bold. Um, so I think the the Winston thing is the hard part here. I just believe that Bruce Arians won't sit here and let Jameis Winston torpedo his into his comeback out of retirement, and that at some point, if that team is bad. And they could be bad out of the gates. I mean, there's, they don't have any pass rush. Um, I, you know, we could see, uh, we could see that the offense struggle. Maybe Mike Evans is, I don't know, mad at Jameis Winston. I don't know. Um, I could see that this ends up being, uh, let's bench Jameis early. By the way, 49ers at Panthers, Giants at Rams at Saints, Panthers at home before their week seven bye. They could be 0 and six. And at that point, you're benching Jameis Winston. You can't keep playing Jameis Winston if you're 0 and
2: six. And I think. Bruce Aarons is the kind of coach who, he's talked about how Jameis needs to cut down on his really stupid mistakes, which has been the theme throughout his career. I don't think Bruce Aarons is the kind of coach who, if Jameis Winston is continually making the same dumb mistakes over and over again, that he's just going to sit there and be like, oh, that's okay. Like, I feel like he's the kind of coach who's going to say this isn't acceptable and in, in, in you're being benched. He, he doesn't really accept um, bull crap. You know what I mean? Like, he is that kind of coach who's going to be like, you've had your chance. I've told you a thousand times, stop throwing that ball into triple coverage. You're done.
1: Yep. All right, Breach, give me a grade. Your grade is a B.
2: That's only because... B for
1: bull crap. You, you switch the prediction uh, mid-prediction. That's, that's fair. That's fair. So I'm, I, I got to knock you for that. That's fair.
0: That's entirely fair. You should have given me a C, to be perfectly honest. All right, uh, John, you're on the clock.
1: Um All right, my second prediction is that The Indianapolis Colts, I'm staying in the Midwest, staying in the Midwest. The Indianapolis Colts finish in the top two in the AFC South. Look, I think this whole division is trash. Uh, I think that they all looked horrible in the preseason. We talked a little bit about that in our Friday podcast. Uh, You know, the, The Jags only scored 29 points in the entire preseason. The Texans' offensive line is horrible, and I don't think Jacoby Brissett is that far of a step down from luck. It is definitely a step down. I thought they were going to win 10 or 11 games with Luck. I think they can win eight or nine with Jacoby, and I think eight or nine games is going to get them in at least second place.
2: I've got my grade. Give me a
1: grade. Sean and I are
0: texting independently about your grade.
2: This is a big, fat F. Yeah. Come on, man. You think they're going to finish in the top half of a four-team division? (laughs) What are you doing? You just admitted the entire division stinks. The Colts (laughs) could win seven games and finish in second place.
1: Have you looked at the odds? I I'm saying – you're saying I'm taking the way over. I'm saying that's easy. John. And if you got the Colts to
2: win the division, boom. John, if it's you John. have the Colts to win the division, I would have given you probably a B or a B plus. I think there's a lot of people right now on the internet arguing that with Jacoby Brissett – the Colts are still the best team because they're the best team on both sides of the ball at every position group. No one and in Vegas thinks that. I guess, Vegas memo, no, I guess they didn't get your memo,
1: Sean. I guess they didn't get that memo from the internet. Couple of things,
0: Breach. Uh, the Colts are four to one to win the division. That's not, I mean, like, like it's,
1: it's more, like. What are the other teams? Like you gotta put that in perspective.
0: Less than four to one.
1: Well, if the it, Jags are two to one and the Texans are one to one, then four to one, that they're a full. The Texans are probably not one to one. I'm just saying you're like to plus one thirty in perspective. The four to
0: one needs to be put in perspective. They're like plus one thirty, right? I mean, like all those teams are clumped together. They're all like nobody's a big favorite and nobody's a huge underdog. I mean, four to one is eh, whatever. I mean, like like East Carolina is less likely to beat NC State on Saturday, or I guess
2: uh, you've lost me now.
0: Well, I'm just saying, like East Carolina is like plus six hundred on the money line on Saturday, They were on Saturday. Hopefully, that didn't
1: happen because then. <laughs> but mean, if hell. two teams are um, plus two hundred and the Colts are plus four hundred, that means odds makers feel that. The Jaguars and the Texans have twice as good a chance as the
2: Colts to win the division. That's not really what that means. Look, Breach, if you were to say Colts are winning the division, gonna, I would, I would, gonna, I would even give you an A for that. because I'm, I think there are a lot of people who think the Colts are still going to win the division. I'm going I'm to pick
0: the Colts to win the division. Well, that's your, is that your bold prediction? Did no! I, prediction? I saw you already had Colts down, so I didn't go with the Colts. And I was like, oh, my God, he went top two. What a wiener. I was like, somebody's going to murder him for this.
1: Top two. Like, I my bold prediction is that. All right, I'm going to Brenton. I'm changing my prediction. The Colts win the AFC South. Okay. I'll give you a D a minus. Plus D, no, D minus,
2: because you got shamed into uh, it. You got shamed into uh, okay. it. Yeah. If we're, okay. If we're grading his process, I mean, yeah. it still, it just might be an F. It's just, I mean, it's you come in here with a top, top two crap. Two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> top two. I My bold prediction is that the Baltimore Ravens will finish with a defense in the top half of the NFL. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of here. This is ridiculous. Uh, top two of the division. I would
1: also just like it's to point out that. 4 division. Odds.
0: The Patriots will win four hundred
1: tie in the AFC East. <laughs> Plus 400 is an implied odds of 20%. <laughs> so that means... Oddsmakers are basically saying the Colts have a 20% chance of winning the division.
0: Yeah, and you said they're going to finish that's, top That's top pretty two, good in a fourteen team division. Top <laughs> that's not good. That's horrible. But what are their odds to finish top two? That's what
2: we need to know. This is ridiculous. All right. You got an
0: F,
1: <laughs> top two. I should have started with that the one. Co- we were starting with our link.
2: I like that you started with it. You thought the Andy Dalton one was more bold. Right. <laughs> I would to come up with a prediction.
0: All right, Sean, you're up.
2: Um, <laughs> It's remember. funny because – I'm definitely going full David Carr on this pod, on this episode, and I'm just going full Homer and all my five predictions, just for full transparency. So I have Khalil Mack get into 20 sacks, which his career high is 15. Last year he had 12 in a injury, 12 and a half last year, in an injury-shortened season. He had an ankle injury. He also wasn't fully fit for week one. I don't know if you remember, but at halftime of that game, he was just gassed, and he couldn't really run anymore. So this is why I think it could happen. Um, for one, he's just Khalil Mack, and he's always had that 20-sack potential. And two is that while I think going from Fangio to Pagano is a downgrade, I think the Bears' defense is going to blitz a whole lot more. If you look at Pagano's defenses, according to Pro Football Focus, they blitz 25 to 30% of the time on passing plays. I know that's a lot more than Vic Fangio. There were times last year where Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd were, were dropping into coverage, and everyone's like, what are you doing dropping Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd into coverage? And he was doing this a lot when the Bears had big leads. And he was just, Vic Fangio always gets into his little shell, and he's willing to let a team dink and dunk their way downfield. I don't think Pagano's going to do that. I think you're going to see a lot more blitzes from the secondary, and I think that could potentially free up Mac, or at least lead, you know, if if a slot cornerback is chasing down the quarterback, they could flush him into Mac, whereas Mac was the one doing the flushing last year. So I have Kluel Mac on for 20 sacks, and I think if that happens, he'll probably win defensive player of the year, obviously. Hmm. Um, uh, give it a what? His career high is fifteen. This is bold. He had fifteen last year in like thir- fourteen games. No, he had 12 and a half last year. Okay, uh, I'm
0: gonna give you C plus. I just don't really. It's not like if you'd gone if you'd gone, he's gonna break the sack
1: record. Maybe maybe you yeah. get a little more juice, but it's but like it twenty. You're predicting one of the three best defensive players in foot. It's like my Colts prediction. So it is. Get get out out sack,
2: how many times in NFL history has a guy gone for 20 sacks. Aaron Donald had 20 and a half
1: last year. Would have been you helpful have, information.
0: Would have been helpful information for you to have uh, utilized I know how research. many. Oh, how many is it?
2: Why don't you guys guess?
0: Uh, I don't want to guess. Why don't
2: you just tell okay, us? Okay, happened 12 times in NFL history since they started tracking sacks.
0: So 12 times in the last 20 years. 30 years, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm just saying, so it happens, so it happens happens every other year, is what you're saying. It happens every other year. And you picked one of the three best defensive players. I mean, C plus might have been too high. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's insane that he has 20 sacks. I hope that, um, he doesn't get 20 sacks because then Roquan Smith can't win defensive player of the year and I can't collect $2,600 on $25. Did I tell you about that? Did I tell you about that? We talked
2: about that, right? Probably, but we don't need to talk
0: about it. I bet on Roquan Smith to win defensive player of the year.
2: I keep on predicting him. I did it in our predictions draft that he's going to do first team all pro. So I saw that.
0: Um, I wish that sacks. When you search for sacks, it didn't in, uh, in Pro Football Reference. It didn't take you to. Oh, you know. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop.
2: What do you want to know about I it? Will I will say a real a... quick that the
1: Bears did sack Aaron Rodgers seven times last year in two games. So Cleo Mack might get three of those sacks in week one. They play the Redskins, who don't have a left tackle right now, so he might get seven more of those sacks. And I mean, like they have a schedule that sets up for racking up sacks so this isn't crazy but again he's one of the three best defensive players in football brinson already handed out the grade i
2: don't need to go over that but i do think sean's <laughs> prediction is possible it's it not bold enough possible but not bold enough yeah it's like my was colt's bad. prediction yeah i should have you're right i should have went with breaks strahan's record because that's only two and a half more sacks to tie it
0: exactly and well the other thing, thing too the other thing too about the about the sack turtles like we've seen you know, I mean, this has happened. It happened twice in 2014, 20 sacks. Uh, Justin Houston and JJ Watt did it. Watt did it also in 2012, and then Donald last year. So it's not like it happens literally every other year. But you have so many dropbacks in the modern NFL game that you're just getting more looks at it. If you play 16 games, if if Khalil Mack plays 16 games, I would say that it's a reasonable chance that he gets a 20. Okay, uh, you should you should have just gone with the, uh I'm
2: gonna. I mean, it's too late, but yeah. just for the. Official record, I'll change it to he breaks or ties Strahan's record.
1: Fantastic. Uh, (laughs) We've had three bold predictions. Mm -hmm. We've all been guilted into a change now.
0: Uh, (laughs) Okay, Uh, I guess that's my turn then. I will say that for my bold prediction, number two, Dalvin Cook finishes top 33 in the NFL in rushing yards. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> now is just mocking us. Dalvin Cook leads the NFL in rushing yards. That's my bold prediction. I think it's a very good bold prediction. 20 to 1 odds in Vegas, as we noted on this podcast. RJ White and I both took it when RJ was out in Las Vegas. Um, I think you, sh- and look, we, 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 I don't know if you heard the RJ show, but, um, he was like, I, we had been texting about taking it and then Dalvin Cook ripped off that 83 yard run and he was like, he looked at his friends. He was like, I'll be right back. And like sprinted <laughs> to like the counter to like do it before it dropped. Cause he'd already told me he'd gotten it in. Um, I just think it's, it's going to require obviously 16 games. Um, even I don't think if, you know, if he, if he's fully healthy for the whole season, but he sits out week 16, he probably won't get it. We've seen guys lose rushing titles, uh, like that in recent years. Um, but I think when you look at what they added with Garrett Bradbury at center, the zone-blocking scheme with Gary Kubiak, Bradbury operates in that really well. We saw that on that touchdown run. Davicook Cook played in the zone-blocking scheme his entire career in college. It's his favorite. It's his preferred scheme. One cut. He's great at it. Uh, and And I think with the passing game that they can implement with Kubiak and, and Cousins uh, working with Kevin Stefanski, have, being familiar with the system, having enough weapons in the passing game, uh, an, an impetus from Mike Zimmer to run the ball, that there's a reasonable chance, better than 20-1, to 1, that he can pull this off. But obviously, it's a long shot. Predicting anybody to lead the league in rushing yards, passing yards, outside of Patrick Mahomes, um, and, and, and receiving yards, is, by nature, a very, very bold prediction, and I wish... Just-
2: Indirectly took a shot at one of my upcoming.
0: I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say indirectly, but sure.
1: I am going to give that prediction an A minus.
0: Yeah, oh my, <sighs> that's such a crap.
1: Minus. Uh, you on the A range, Prince? Are you complain about that? Yeah, you know it's bold enough. You just don't want to give you, the, you don't want to you don't reward me well, with a full A. I well, he's he's shown talent, and and you just said everything like there's no way. It's not like you can go key in on Dalvin Cook if you're trying to stop the Vikings' offense. They have so many weapons, and he's averaged. 4.8 yards per carry in 2017, 4.6 in 2018. So over 4.5 both seasons. But the thing is, you already said it, can he stay healthy? He's missed what? The first season he missed 12 games. He tore his ACL in the fourth week of the season. Right. So he has missed 17 games in two years. That's a full NFL season. So him staying healthy is the hugest yep. factor here. But the reason I love this, and, and you got good odds because this, is because you have Zeke you have Saquon Barkley, like there are guys that are going to probably get more carries, more touches. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to give this an A minus.
0: Thank you. That's, that's very nice of you. Uh, two quick points. One, um, through, uh, three games of his rookie year, he was averaging 96 yards per game. Um, if you don't count the game where he tore his ACL, he only had 13 carries in that fourth game. Um, through four games, he was averaging 88.5 yards per, uh, per game. And if you look at Zeke Elliott's totals and he's led the league in yards per game all three years of his career and led the league in rushing twice, um, he had 108.7, which is just ridiculous. I don't think the Cowboys will do that. Um, 98.3 and 95.6. So if they use Dalvin as much as they did those first three games, and if he is healthy, it's possible that he could get there. He'll, you know, he's going to need 1400 plus yards. So I think you got to get that. You're going to need to average 90 yards a game to be in the discussion, but I think he can do it. Uh, and the Zeke Elliott contract thing is It's kind of huge for this, for purposes of this. Like, if Zeke misses Week One because of his contract issue, um, I think that you could pretty safely rule him out of leading the league in rushing. Although it's not, you know, not impossible, he could still pull it off. Any
1: takes on that, Sean? Nope. Good. All right, preach your turn. All right, my turn. I am going with the Oakland Raiders finish with the worst record. In the NFL and earn the number one overall pick in the NFL draft for tw- next year.
0: Well, uh, I know I'm not grading, but I'm just going to go ahead and
1: uh, I, I think, <gasps> did I miss that when I wrote the when I wrote my thing? I think maybe you what did was yours. i, I, you I, I, I was oh, even... not that we don't, we're not the rinsing yet. But here's what, all I'm going to say real quick okay. is that you look just at the really Raiders quickly, schedule, John.
0: I'm <laughs> no, Just kidding.
1: You look at the Raiders' schedule, and I don't like making predictions completely based off a of schedule because there's a lot of factors. Uh, but it's literally one of the most brutal schedules ever conceived by the NFL. It's like somebody in the office must just hate that team, hate the entire franchise, because after they play the Broncos in week one, which I think is a toss-up. So they could win that game. But after that, they play the Chiefs in week two. And then that's when they go on their 49-day road trip where they don't play at all in Oakland. And on that road trip, they play the Vikings, the Colts, the Bears in London, the Packers, and the Texans. And all those games are away from Oakland. I think they could lose all of those. I think they go maybe three and thirteen. And uh, a little conspiracy theory for everyone: if they do get that top pick, the draft is in Las Vegas next year. Uh, Las Vegas, a little, uh, little, little. Uh, so. Uh,
2: so I was actually going to give a kind of low grade because I think it's a little bit too obvious because I, I think a lot of people are down on the Raiders. However, Breach throwing in that conspiracy theory at the end is going to elevate it. So I give him a B plus. Um, I was going to I give him a low, I was
0: going to give him a low grade, but that conspiracy theory moves it up to a B plus. I was going to give him a B, but it moves it
2: up to a B plus. Everybody else well, give him a C. Theory, I think it's a totally adequate goal prediction, but I do think if you were to divide the NFL teams into tiers. I think you would have the Dolphins, uh, Redskins. Plug your ears for each uh, the Bengals in probably that bottom tier. But then I would say the Raiders are arguably in that same tier, or they're in that neck in the next tier. So I think it's very conceivable that Wait, the, the Cardinals same.
1: aren't in your bottom tier.
2: They're I, with the Raiders
1: by virtue of the Cardinals. um I'm just rent. making sure. I just. You can't have the Bengals in that tier and not the Cardinals. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: you gotta take, you gotta right. take all the teams with six wins, six projected wins or lower, and I think put them into that tier. And the Cardinals, Dolphins, um, Redskins. basically you know, Redskins, Bengals, all those teams qualify for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how bold it is because I think they're already in contention, but I do think it's a little bit bold because I think the Dolphins and plug your ears, Bengals look so bad that I feel like they're the front runners for that top pick for sure. Um, So I I give you a B-plus because I like the conspiracy theory. I like the idea of them having the first pick in the draft in Vegas, selecting their new franchise quarterback, Derek Carr's, you know, wandering around Las Vegas, not fully understanding that the Raiders have cut him. Uh, David Carr's still predicting Derek Carr to win MVP, even though he's not on an NFL team. And then also whoever the
1: Raiders – and that is going along with conspiracy theories, exactly what Sean said, because if the Raiders go 3-13, and John Gruden is absolutely dumping Derek Carr. There's no way he's moving ahead with him. And then not only does he get to draft his new quarterback but Derek Carr has to sell his house next door to John Gruden to that new quarterback to add to this conspiracy theory it is going to happen i guarantee it to, and uh
2: i think to Brinson that point, agrees. um Derek Carr in 2020 has a cap hit of 21.5 million dead funny, cap hit of only 5 million agency 16 and a half million by this this is now.
0: this is the drama i've been banging this is what got me yeah,
2: blocked yeah. by the car family we talked about this week one last year For we instance, had a, you think, I think you think the car family Monday night. Do you
1: think the Carr family will unblock you after he gets cut and it proves that you are right? What's well, going to really suck is when
0: like he's out of he's out of work and like or like David Carr gets let go by the NFL Network and joins like ACBS CBS yeah. Sports <laughs> HQ and it's like, hi David, well this is fun, yeah, nice, good, yeah. They're like, all right, Britson, you're podcasting with Carr twice a week. It's like, oh
1: god, um, you survived the Mike Glennon incident of 2018. I think you'd be right, okay.
0: Incident, I was always said Glennon was a giraffe with a shotgun. What, I, I photoshopped
1: a shotgun on a giraffe. Yeah, but then why would you feel bad about being correct about predicting Sean and
0: Ryan are little potsters. Um by the way It
2: was literally the first thing you Google if you did Will Brunson um, uh, it it's it's, like, it's
0: unfortunate that Akbar uh Bijabila, um, who's the uh, host of American Ninja Warrior as well, one of my son's favorite shows, also picked the Raiders to win the Super Bowl because it would have been a lot better if there was just one vote for the Raiders to win the Super Bowl, and it was David Carr. And I love that when he writes this up, he's like, Raiders over Falcons. All of John Gruden's moves pay off when his offense outperforms Matt Ryan's crew. The Raiders bring back a championship to Oakland in their farewell season. Like, you just write your brother's name down. Like, we, we, we know, we see your name right there, okay? It says David Carr. We see it. You can write Derek Carr. We know you're his brother. No one is being tricked by this. You wrote the Falcons quarterback in there and didn't write your own brother in there. What, what are you doing? This makes no sense. Or alternately, just pick somebody else. You don't have to pick the Raiders to win a championship. If the Raiders win a championship, it'll be awesome for you because your brother will win a title and you can celebrate it. So stop picking him to win everything. Sorry. I don't know why I went off of that.
1: That was a great diatribe. I, it's going to get back to David Carr. I can't wait until he unblocks you just so he can tweet one thing at you
2: and then reblock you. Yeah. The greatest day of Brinson's life. I-, I realized that when Brinson rants like that, you know who he kind of sounds like? Charlie Day. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, Like, uh, you know that, um, yeah. you know that, uh, from Always Sunny, for those that don't know, the, um, Brady Quinn, Brady Quinn's always made fun of it. He's like, hey, as he? Hey, okay. like,
2: yeah, like, you remind out. me, there's like a scene in Horrible Bosses where he's like doing something when he's on drugs and that, that rant you just went on reminded me of that.
0: Um, is it my to, turn? Yeah, I was trying to look to see where the, uh, da- da- David Carr tweeted, like he quote tweeted me and was like, Tagged at CBS, like complaining that I was like, to, he's like, this guy is a blue check mark and thinks he knows what he's talking about on an obvious screen pass at CBS. It's like,
2: by the way, can I, we, can I go on a quick tangent? Do whatever you want. Yesterday, I oh, wait. tweeted yeah, go ahead. Yeah, on sorry. Thursday. Sorry. On Thursday, I tweeted something about Matt Bryant and I was being super sarcastic and it was about Carly Lloyd. Um, and Matt Bryant's wife saw my tweet. It's a good tangent, did oh. not know I was being sarcastic. And proceeded to start, uh, not yelling at me, but kind of tweeting at me. And she was trying to explain to me how kickers don't need a tackle after field goals, which I know because I was being sarcastic about how kickers don't need a tackle. Um, so that was a, a fun twist on Thursday when I had to explain to Matt Bryant's wife that I was in fact being sarcastic and I was not taking a shot at 44 year old five foot nine Matt Bryant.
0: Matt Bryant is five foot nine and 43 years old. How will he be able to make all the tackles that kickers are required to make all the tackles?
2: Like, and
0: she, and she, 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 she de- looks like she deleted her tweet and was like
2: apologizing.
0: So that's at least yeah. a good human. Yeah, no,
2: I I wasn't. Uh, She wasn't like hostile towards me. But I was like, this is like the one person who didn't need to like miss the sarcasm was Matt Brent's wife. And that was the one person who didn't get the sarcasm. Is it
1: possible? That, is on it- that tangent, I'm going to go just say real quick that because I didn't tweet anything about the Carly Lloyd thing. Like, my dad was five 5'6", 155 pounds, I think the fourth shortest player in NFL history. Was oh, he really?
2: I didn't realize that.
1: And lasted 14 years. Like, the fact that this whole tackling thing came up blew my mind because it was so dumb. The only three things that are going to matter is if she can shorten her steps. Which that's something she'll practice. And if she loses distance, she'll know right away that she can't cut it. Like, she'll just know. Because, like, she did kind of a kickoff run when she kicked right. that 55-yarder. Can you do it with a two- or three-step? Number two is wearing pads because that's the other thing. If you're not used to it, it kind of messes with your form. Uh, you can lose distance and the helmet is something that a lot of people just don't get comfortable with. That's why we saw the single bars because you can see all the way out and the sweet spot's so small that you got to hit it. And if the face mask gets in your way, so blah, 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 pads can mess you up. And number three is not the tackling, but the idea that people are like trying to come kill you as you're kicking it and you have to phase all that out. So yeah. And this the is tackling is this worthless. Thing. That's like the, the yeah. 99 problems and tackling is not one.
0: So um just some interesting things about my bride. Did
1: you know – do you know how many kids they have? Seven. Seven. How did you know that, Breach? Because it's a – kickers just kickers have giant fact, families, like man. I got five brothers and sisters. So all yeah. kickers do is kick and reproduce. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought you were gonna say like a whole week. I
2: came I, here I to, thought it was going to be a different word. Uh, but I uh, <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> you not know, trying to
0: get fired. You just said that. I would have bleeped it out. Um, actually, tragically, they did. They had a, a child who who died back in 2008. But an amazing, like story. He, I didn't realize this. I was just looking at his Wikipedia. Um, he came back and kicked three field goals to beat the Packers. Uh, the day after his son's funeral in 2008, and they uh, they now establish a foundation to raise money for sudden infant death syndrome, which is a really cool thing that they do. And um, this is another bizarre thing about Matt Bryant. Um, two bizarre things, if you look at his personal life on Wikipedia, Bryant drinks a chocolate milkshake on the night before each of his football games. He is also known for squeezing his size ten and a half foot into a size 9 kicking shoe for games, believing that curling his foot to strike the ball in the same way that someone makes Ooh. a fist with his hand before punching increases his distance and accuracy.
1: That's crazy. My dad wore a size 8 out of football, wore a size 5. What? No joke. You, I think you probably Google that fact. It's insane. It's insane what
2: kickers do. That's, that's,
0: it's that's, a, that's a fun. That's a fun fact. Uh, that, is, that is a fun fact. Uh Fun fact. We have to. We're this podcast. I was going to say this podcast
2: is going to be two hours. We turned okay. into a kicker.
1: Podcast. All right, Sean, me. you're up. No,
0: no, your no, no, we, no. We have to take a quick break and then we'll be <laughs> right back to finish our bowl predictions. Finger around sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes. Each week of the podcast, Trey and will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay. There's nothing that the Demo loves more than a break 43 minutes into a podcast. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, do you even look at the time? What is wrong with you? And EK's yelling at me. He's like, you're Googling stats on a podcast. I hate you. It's fine. It's Labor Day. You you're got Googling time.
1: kicker stats.
0: Um, oh, I, I googled John Breach shoe size accidentally. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's, um, you want me to go? Yeah. Let's move on. Um,
2: uh, so I already got shamed before we recorded this to change it. So thankfully I did that before we started recording. Originally it was going to be the Packers finish below 500, but you guys didn't think that was quite bold enough. I disagree. So I'm going with Matt Lafleur doesn't last a full season. He is one of the first coaches fired in this. Whoa! Effort. Whoa! So let me let me let me give you my argument. I don't think the Packers are going to be that good. I mean, and I think a lot of the projection with them taking the leap. They were seven and nine, seven and nine last year. Um, six, nine, and one. So, so six, just just to be
0: clear. You think he'll be fired before the end of the season?
2: Yeah. And you think gonna be gonna be one of the first coaches I told fired? You, this is my; these are my David Carr, Homer full predictions. I, I,
1: I, I we have gotten three really straight it. NFC North predictions from Sean. Yeah, I know. we got Mitchell Trubisky in, just in my beating up Aaron cheap. Rodgers, Cleo Mack murdering Aaron Rodgers, this and Matt Lafleur getting fired because Aaron Rodgers is, is getting murdered by this Cleo Mack. This
0: is, is the, right, no, Sean. This is the equivalent of like David Carr writing on NFL.com that like he's like, and then. After winning the Super Bowl, Derek f- puts on his cape and flies to Florida and shoots a hurricane with a nuclear warhead and saves America.
2: Like this Again, is like, this is like, this is the equivalent of that. I was going to have Packers finish below 500, which I think is totally reasonable and not a homer pick. And then Brinson shamed all of my bold predictions in Slack by saying, Half of these things happened last year, so then I decided to go full bold. And look, maybe I went too full bold, but you know what? I'm trying out here, and this is what (laughs) I'm just going to say, is that it's not even necessarily about... Hold on.
0: I'm going to give you an A+. plus. This is a great bold prediction. This is a great (laughs) bold prediction, because not only... Would it be insane if the Packers fired Matt Lafleur halfway through the season or three quarters of the way through the season or whatever it is? But I think if he and Aaron Rodgers aren't getting along and the offense stinks and everybody's pointing at Mitchell Trubisky and going, "Look how many more touchdowns he has than this guy we got," then all of it, like there's going to be a blow up and Mark Murphy might have to admit his mistakes. So I'll give you an A plus for this. And this is great. so if Matt and- Lafleur
1: so gets fired before December, I will get a Matt Lafleur tattoo. On my oh, back because there is no chance, but
0: it has to be, I, a, it has to be a tattoo of Matt LaFleur being shot out of a
1: cannon being, but lit, also being since, I kinda like him, since I kind of look like, since I kind of look like him, people just think it's me. You got a tattoo. I, that's probably worse. They'll think, think it's really, ba- I think I'm really vain.
0: Which super friend would be most likely to get a tattoo of themselves? You don't have to answer. We know. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> hey, I, real quick. It's not just about the concern about the Ryan, offense, which Ryan, I think. obviously which I think there should be concerns about the offense. Matt LaFleur has called plays once in his NFL career, which was last year with the Titans, 25th in yards, 27th in points, 22nd in DVOA. Yes, I know they had a banged-up quarterback situation. Um, but it's not just about the concerns on the offense because I don't – look, I talked about the Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Trubisky um, prediction. I think Rodgers is kind of on the decline already, um, and it's not just about McCarthy, so I don't think LaFleur is going to magically solve that. I'm concerned about their defense. It seems like every single person – is talking about this defense as a defense that's going to make the leap. I'm not convinced it's going to happen. I don't think people realize how bad their defense was last year. If I had to say, what would you set their DVOA last year defensively,
0: um, if you had to guess
2: off the top of your head? The Packers, was their ranking defensively Yeah, in 20, 25.
0: Yeah, I would guess. the 20, 29. Yeah, they're bad. They well.
2: were horrendous. And look, they have a lot of young, intriguing pieces. They signed a lot of guys in free agency. But it seems like everyone is penciling this Packers defense in already as really good just because they added a lot of bodies. We don't know how these bodies are going to mesh. We haven't seen them make the leap yet. They've got a lot of intriguing young talent, but that doesn't mean all the intriguing young talent works out and actually fulfills their potential. We see this all the time. Um, So and they play in a tough division. I think it's not inconceivable to say the Bears might beat them twice. That's two losses right there. The Vikings could beat them twice. So I have LaFleur – Getting fired in December, I wanted to fin- just do Packers finish below 500, but I'm boldening it up, saying Lefleur and Rodgers uh, don't mesh. It goes south. Um, it's revealed that maybe Mike McCarthy wasn't, you know, the only problem in Green Bay in the last couple of seasons. Maybe it has something to do with Aaron Rodgers. But if it does have something to do with Aaron Rodgers, what do you do if you're the Packers? You Well, then when when I said this a couple months ago. My nightmare is then the 49ers stink, Kyle Shanahan gets fired, and then the Packers go out and hire Kyle Shanahan, and that actually will turn into a dynamite duo.
1: But like, how many coaches would you let Aaron Rodgers get fired before you decide maybe you need to get rid of him? Four?
2: <laughs> I think Three? if, if LaFleur were, were to seriously get fired this year, which probably won't happen, it's a bold prediction, and a new coach came in and he got fired again after one year, then at that point it's like, maybe you, you know, maybe you hit reset on everything.
0: Sean, this is such a fever dream for you. It's like Aaron Rodgers murders the packers chances of surviving. Um, okay. Let's, uh, move on. A plus for Sean. Sean's face. I should have captured it. I'm sorry to everybody who can't see this. By the way, we video shows soon enough. Hopefully next week. Sean's face, when he was, when he, when he saw me say the words A plus was, it was worth it all. He's like,
2: it's like I got my dad's approval. Yeah, it
0: really was. I was like, thank you, Vincent.
1: Also, uh, Sean wears a tank top every day and i'm gonna tweet out a picture of sean in his tank top so make sure to uh, check out my twitter page yeah um, now no
2: one's going to your twitter page
1: no everybody they want to see your tank top man yeah they're probably thinking is this a running joke does this kid actually wear tank tops so they're gonna when look at it and they're wear gonna tank tops
2: they're gonna look at it and they're gonna say what's the big deal you can see the top of my shoulders it's not like i'm like zoomed in on my arms <laughs> all right um, let's move on let's move on
1: <laughs> rob We've hit our tank top talk quota for the day. All right. This is a pretty bold one, but I don't think it's that crazy.
0: I don't even believe it. So that might hurt my cause a little bit, but I'm going to say that the Rams and chiefs both miss the playoffs in 2019. I just, my argument is pretty simple. Um, regression. Uh, I think when you look at the chiefs that Patrick Mahomes is due to regress, uh, 50 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards. Doesn't happen. Has never happened in back-to-back seasons. Uh, only a fool, a, a moron, an incompetent loser would suggest it's going to happen again this year. Um, I believe that uh, the Chiefs could, I don't know, like this Tyreek Hill thing, something ain't stirring the Kool-Aid with it. I think it could still go south potentially. I'm not sure they have a great running game. I mean, Damian Williams hasn't done it over the course of a full season. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to cut Carlos Hyde and Darwin Thompson. Or they, actually, because this Monday show, they probably did cut Carlos Hyde, hopefully for my sake. And Darwin Thompson, I like, is a sleeper at fantasy, but I just don't know if he's a feature back. So I, I just think that we can see the Chiefs offense take a slight step back. I don't think the defense is there to take a step forward. The schedule's harder. They're not sneaking up on anybody. Uh, and then with the Rams... I feel much more comfortable with that, uh, the, the reigning NFC champs. Not that not that they're going to fall apart, and Sean McVay's a great coach, Andy Reid is too, but the Rams uh, lost a bunch of offensive linemen. Ty Gurley's all banged up. I don't think they know what they want to do with the running game. Um, Jared Goff didn't play well down the stretch, and as good as Aaron Donald is, I think we could see the defense start to slip a little bit in 2019.
1: I will grade that pick a B B+. Hmm, thank you. Probably an A if I didn't say I don't believe it, right? If you didn't contradict your own prediction, I was honestly, when I saw it, I was like, this is a fantastic prediction. Yeah. If he convinces me that it's possible, I'm giving him an A+. Plus, but then you contradicted yourself and said you didn't believe it when you should believe it. Uh, and I don't think it's crazy to think that one of these teams does miss the playoffs. I don't think both of them will. But the fact that you're bringing both teams into it, I, if I had to vote for one, I would say the Rams. Because, I mean, you look at, they come out of the gate. Against the Panthers in Charlotte, one of those dreaded Eastern time zone games that kicks off at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Then they have New Orleans. Everyone in New Orleans wants to kill the Rams. Like it's just going to be, I, I wouldn't even want to play that game on the Rams. The Saints should be so upset. Of course, maybe they'll lose because of that. And then they have to go to Cleveland and play a primetime game against the Browns. And like Cleveland is just going to be crazy because they never get to host big primetime games against the defending NFC champion. So, I mean, you can make argument the Rams are 0 and 3. Uh so Brent and I like the prediction even though I don't I think at most 50% of it comes true. Yeah. You know
2: what makes this prediction even bolder is that he's on the record now last week's podcast saying the Chargers aren't going to make the playoffs, which means by virtue of predicting <laughs> the Chiefs and with? Chargers missing the playoffs, he's predicting the Broncos aren't just going to make the playoffs, which I know he wants to do. He's predicting the Broncos are going to win the AFC West because he's not picking the Raiders. We know that. So that's what makes this even bolder is yeah. that he doesn't think the Chargers, which you can make a case. The Chargers are going to replace the Chiefs in the AFC West. That's fine. They tied last year. But to say the Broncos are going to surpass both of those teams, that's bold.
0: Mm, pretty bold. Uh, I look. I'm worried about the Chargers. Uh, the, the the again the, the part of this concern me is the Chiefs, not the Chargers, not the, not the not the not the Rams. I think the Rams can easily miss the playoffs. I, I'm scared because Andy Reid has done a great job in his time in Kansas City. It would be a big big shocker if the Chiefs were terrible this year. A lot of people are picking them to win the Super Bowl. I assume, and we can get to that in a minute. Um But like, if you look at that NFL.com article where they like ranked but they put all everybody's predictions together and they but they did it by votes it really tells you you can get a good temperature of like the league i think and and where people are sort of or where people stand because um they're all in on everybody's in on the chiefs i don't blame them they were great last year it'd be again it would be a huge shock uh the chargers declining hurts my case but i'll
2: you know i'd be bold it's a bold prediction show yeah you're picking against two of the best coaches in football which is why i think it won't happen right Probably, but,
0: probably won't. Uh, I'm not sta- I'm not put- I'm not planting my flag on this one and like, you know, peacocking around talking about it. I just think it's a bold prediction for this show. Uh, so Breach, your turn.
1: Right? I got a prediction. I am going to plant my flag in and peacock around. My next prediction. I came here to kick and peacock is that the Chicago Bears miss the playoffs. Suck it, Sean. Season's over before it starts. We've talked about the regression all summer. I think the Vikings are going to be better. I think the Packers are going to be better. And, uh, you're not going to have anything to watch in January. You're just going to have to go in your little
2: cave and hibernate like a true bear. <laughs> uh, oh wow, this is a tough one for me to grade. I mean, I think this is an, an A minus bold prediction because I think it's likely. The only problem is that it's a little bit too obvious because I think we have spent this entire off, off season talking about how the bears are going to regress. Everyone knows they're going to regress. So maybe, okay, I give you a B. Uh, I give you a B because I don't think it's quite bold enough, but I do think it's incredibly likely. Now I'm going to be picking the Bears to win the division. Um, but I won't be surprised if the Bears go eight and eight or nine and seven and the Vikings. I think the Vikings are kind of one of those Super Bowl sleeper teams that should be talked about as a potential Super Bowl contender that
1: oh, my no one's even say mentioning. It. Oh, I knew you were going to say it. No one's even mentioning. And I'm putting together the Super Bowl pick story. I can tell you that people are mentioning them. Are they? The story is published on Wednesday, the day before the season starts, and I will just say that some unnamed people are on the uh, Super Bowl train in Minnesota. So I give you—you have to wait till Wednesday
2: to find out. I give you a solid B. I think it's a little bit too obvious because anyone—we spent the last six months talking about bears
1: aren't making the playoffs.
2: But That's I mean, that we've that I, talked I about,
1: we've talked yep. about regression and going yep. back to 10 and six is regressing nine and seven. You could still get right. in the playoffs with those exactly. records. So I'm, I, yeah, I think eight and eight, nine and seven tops.
0: Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's, I'm on the bears. I'm on the bears regressing too, obviously. So I wonder if it's almost like, uh, we're in this bubble, like a bears bubble. Um, and, uh, and maybe like, it's, is it like, it's not obvious to everybody else. So like I don't know, like I was gonna I was gonna bang breach a little bit and be like, eh, that's a B minus. Like everybody thinks the Bears are gonna miss the playoffs, but I mean, they did win like twelve games last year, so maybe 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 eleven yeah. games or
1: whatever it is. And if my, you my... look out for predictions, a lot of people are going the genre and do they do have the Bears back in the playoffs? So I don't think as much as we've been talking about it, and we've kind of been sucked in that that's what everyone's predicting, but I don't think it is. I think most people actually think Chicago's gonna be back in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, yeah. My whole argument is, with breach kind of mentioned, I think they'll regress. I don't think they're. Their defense will be quite as good and get quite as many takeaways and defensive touchdowns as they did last year. But I think there's room to regress and still win, you know, obviously 10 games and the division because, look, the Packers are firing Matt LaFleur right away. Um, and mm-hmm. I still think Vikings first Bears twice a year is such a bad mismatch for the Vikings that, I mean, you guys remember Week 17 where the Vikings had everything to play for and the Bears had nothing to play for, and they couldn't do anything on offense because they just couldn't block the Bears' defensive front.
0: Um, your turn, Sean, we should probably, um, the pace. I love, love we just, people are like, I don't think, like, I think the only people who want us to like do shorter shows are like bosses. Like, I don't mind talking to you guys for an hour and a half. I mean, not that we're planning on doing that, but like, I, I don't mind when the shows go longer. If you have a problem with it, tweet us and we'll try and tighten it up. I mean, it's up.
2: not like we're reviewing Game of Thrones or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, you know, there's been football, very yeah. little tangents, I feel like, and they've all been football related. It's all been Derek Carr shots.
0: Yeah. I do apologize for googling 20-sack and sack. kicker
1: tangents, which are my favorite. Yeah.
0: I don't. I do apologize for googling twenty sack seasons. I do not apologize for googling Matt uh, Matt Bryant.
2: So my second one, and your, or sorry, my fourth one, and Brenton's going to say this isn't bold, but before he gives me an F, allow me to fully explain. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for fifty touchdowns and five thousand yards again. Now, Brenton's going to say. You just predicted that, you know, something already happened last year. That's true. However, it's only been done twice in NFL history. One was Mahomes last year. One was Peyton Manning with the Broncos. Furthermore, only two quarterbacks in NFL history have thrown for 4,500 yards and 35-plus touchdowns in consecutive seasons. We are talking about regression. Everyone seems to think Patrick Mahomes is going to regress. No one seems to think Patrick Mahomes is going to be bad. But the idea that he's going to throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards in the second straight season when it's only happened twice in NFL history, I think qualifies as bold. I think it can happen because I think he can stave off regression for a couple of reasons. One, I think we kind of overlooked the fact that last year was his first year as a starter and his second year in the Andy Reid offense. So I think mm-hmm. if you go into your third year, you know, there could be a little bit more of a mastery with the system. I think they upgraded at the skill positions. Um, you know, not including you know the Kareem going down from Kareem Hunt to Damian Williams, but I think you add you know Hardman, you had Darwin Thompson. I think there's a lot more toys for Andy Reid to play with. And the key, of course, is Andy Reid. I don't think I think Patrick Mahomes might throw more interceptions this year. We've talked about that a lot. He was first in adjusted interception rate, but I think his touchdowns and in, in yards are going to remain consistent. Key in this is I don't think the Chiefs defense is going to improve at all which means I think they're going to need Mahomes to throw the ball around for a full four quarters. They can't really sit on modest leads in Kansas City.
0: That's uh, that's uh fair. So, look, I don't want to hear it's January 1st, 2020, and Patrick Mahomes has 5,001 passing yards and 48 touchdowns. I don't want to hear you saying he did it again because he didn't. I want 5,050.
2: I don't want any crap where it's close. Wait, 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 and you try and claim over 50 is fine.
0: 50 or I'm more.
2: Not, yeah, I'm not yeah. pulling it to be here by saying exactly.
0: No, no, not 50 on the number. That'd be insane. That'd be more ridiculous than predicting the Raiders would win 12 games. Um, no, I'm saying it's got to be 5,000 or more cool. and 50 or more. Because if you look at Peyton Manning in 2013, when he was better than Andrew Luck in 2013, just want to point that out, um, that he uh, he threw for 5,477 passing yards and 55 touchdowns. He followed it back up in 2014 with – 4727 passing yards and 39 touchdowns. Those are actually better numbers than he had in 2012 with Denver in terms of pure statistical production. We obviously saw that his arm was going uh, down the stretch of that season. So, I could see you can make a case that maybe like because Mahomes is young and healthy that that uh, he will, you know, he he won't have that sort of uh, uh trail off the way that Manning did at the end of the year. Uh, on the other hand, I mean like There's, I think there's an interesting situation with this Chiefs, the the way this Chiefs schedule sets up because they're at the Jaguars. I don't think he's going to come out and throw for 500 passing yards out of the gate. I think I think he'll struggle a little bit against the Jaguars. They're at the Raiders in Week Two, and I almost think that they could pile up a big lead and he could run the ball a bunch And the Raiders, and he just might not throw it. I mean, like I'm saying, if you look at their schedule, it's a bunch of hard defenses and then some teams where they could potentially get a lead, like the Raiders. God, I mean, they've got god. They got to play the at the Patriots, at the Bears. I mean, he tore up the Patriots. I know. I know, I, know I know. The Patriots is probably a bad example. He could put up big, but, yeah. he, but actually, he didn't have good numbers in the first half at Arrowhead. I mean, yeah. I, 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 but I, I, he,
2: by the end of the game, he he. Did. Sure. But
1: playing good teams could be a good thing because look, he plays the Packers. You mentioned the Patriots. If, but, but if Matt, they get the shootouts, Matt Lafleur will be the the fired. Then
0: anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: If we get a, a Broncos-Cowboys game from 2013, that 52-49 thing where both quarterbacks are thrown for over
2: 400 yards, and Mahomes plays in a couple of those games, he's going to get there easy. Well, they already had the Rams-Chiefs game from last year. That's the kind of game that you yeah. know, against yeah. the teams, every game should be kind of like that for them because their defense is not going to be better.
1: But then they also do play the Bears in uh, Week 16, Sean. That means your thing could come well, down to well, him then, the dicing
2: will, up the Bears. The Bears, by that point, will have clinched the division. They'll so have been
1: eliminated gonna... by the playoffs. <laughs> And it'll be the worst Christmas ever for
2: you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Breach, is, it's funny because you can tell all of us, all of our Bengal bashing, and I feel like I've spearheaded it, has kind of added up, and now Breach is ready to take it out on me. As soon it's as your twelve and
1: fourteen fails I, to make the playoffs, I got everything planned. I mean, I also have a whole podcast on it.
2: I mean, I
0: also think you can look at like the other thing that, like, even if you don't want to get get into the whole passing yards and, and passing touchdowns thing, his touchdown percentage of eight point three. That's only been done 14 times ever in the history of football. Marino in 84. I mean, Y.A. Tittle did it a couple of times in the 60s. United's in 59. Blanda, 61. Kurt Warner did it in 99. Couldn't follow it up in 2000. You've never seen a quarterback do that two years in a row, which I think is makes the specific number threshold to hit very difficult, even if Mahomes won't, you know, quote-unquote. Like, he can have an incredible season and be just as good with worse numbers. And it's just – that's not – we, we, people get caught up in the word regression. We're not saying this team's going to suck or this guy's going to suck. It's just that he's not going to produce at the exact clip because it's just hard to do. Uh, so I will give you – I'm going to give you a C plus because
2: – What? You just said
1: – you just described right there why it's so bold. It's Sean, you don't argue against the professor.
2: I, I mean, race. I did. I mean, maybe –
0: uh, it's not, it's not, the I mean, it's just, a, it's a, it's, it's just annoying. Like, he's not going to do it. Like, you're a stat nerd. You're like, he's going to defy the odds statistically. Because,
2: because this is, sounds corny. History says Patrick Mahomes will regress. History has never seen anything like Patrick Mahomes.
0: That's why I'm giving you a C plus, because that sounds so cheeseball. Uh, by the way, projections from Sportsline, 4,927 passing yards, 39 touchdowns. Great season, not 50-50. So... Uh, my turn. We have 12 more of these each left, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but if that are done, all the cuts will be done, and then we can decide if we're doing a so podcast.
0: I'm actually going to skip. I'm not going to skip, but I'm just going to lob this one out there. It's on my list, but I'm going to breeze through it quickly. I'm going to say the Raiders won't win a single game. Cause it's right, if it's right in with Breach's bull prediction, you don't even have to grade me on it. I'm just letting you know that was well, my- grade th- it.
2: Grade it real quick. We yeah.
1: don't have to discuss it, but we got to grade it. I, I'm actually going to give that, and I know Brenton almost took that off the podcast. He wasn't even going to mention it after my prediction, but I'm glad he did because I'm going to give it an A. Thank you. That's taking my bull prediction to the next level. And I mean, if the Raiders go 0 and 16, can you imagine just the circus that team is going to turn into? Like, yeah. if you're, if you had frost bitten feet, and before you even showed up for training camp, what are you going to do when Derek Carr's not throwing your ball? You guys aren't winning. Uh, John Gruden starting Nathan Peterman because he's so sick and tired of Derek Carr. I mean, this thing would just turn into probably the most entertaining football season of all time. So I kind of hope it happens.
0: Their schedule is so freaking hard. They open up. Did, we, did you already break down the entire schedule, John? I don't want to do the whole thing. No, yeah, I just did. I did. The I, did I did
1: the first eight weeks. It's right. The Broncos game through. Uh, the Texans That game. game against the Texans game. Yeah.
0: I mean, I see like two. I mean, I'm not saying this is likely to happen. It's very unlikely. I would. If you get like, what are the odds you think on a team going? Uh, a team going winless. We need to find out what those odds are. Because I bet it's like fifty to one. Right. Oh, at least. At least. I don't. know. I think it's, it's not that high. I'll bet on it. But like they got the Bengals at home. That's a chance to win. They can certainly beat the Broncos in Week 1 on Monday Night Football. That's not out of the question at all. Um, they also get the Lions at home in Week 9. The Bengals game is Week 11. Um, and it's, it's part of a three-game home stretch with the Chargers sandwiched in between. I just look – I mean, like – there's only like three or four ops to get a win here, I think, and, and you better you better get one early and you better try to steal one from somebody i just I just think I don't think this is a good football team, and I don't think they're gonna win a lot of games, so uh I am going to take the under in a
1: big way and let me throw on uh Brinson asking what the odds are the odds of a team going 0 and sixteen this season one hundred and sixty to one. is it really? Yeah. So you put $100 on that, Brince. You're $1,600 richer if your uh, prediction comes through. Well, you put $10 on it. I'm going to try and find a place to
0: do that. Do that. Let's everybody, everybody listen to this podcast. Let's do it. And let's see if we can, uh, fade the, fade the radius. All right, Breach. Uh, I'll get my last one, then you guys can wrap it up. I'm going to say that Big Ben Roethlisberger wins MVP. Covered it, uh, pretty regularly on here, but I, I believe that the power of narrative is a big factor when it comes to the MVP award and if Ben Roethlisberger has a great season and throws for between 4,500 and 5,000 passing yards or more, I mean, he led the league in passing last year, not Patrick Mahomes, um, and, and, and he throws for 30-plus touchdowns, which is easily doable, um, that people out there currently think that Big Ben is not going to have a great season. And when he does it and he doesn't have Antonio Brown, he doesn't have Le'Veon Bell, we're going to start talking about the true value of a franchise quarterback. Ben's never been involved in the MVP discussion before, so you got a little bit of a legacy factor there. Uh, and unless Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, one of the big names, like they won't want to, in my opinion, give Patrick Mahomes the award twice in a row. It's photo fatigue. It doesn't usually happen. And so I think Big Ben is a very good guy to target as an MVP possibility. Steelers have, uh, to win the, Steelers, have, Steelers have to win the division. By the way, because if the Browns are the division, uh, ba- I don't see how anybody would put Ben over Baker.
1: I give that a B plus. That's fine. Because I Sean? feel like there are lower tier. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, for instance. Uh Wilson, would he give us plus two hundred odds? That would have been an A plus. But Roethlisberger, did you see bold. how ESPN? It's bold, but also still being realistic. ESPN did a big. uh They
0: pulled all their like writers for MVP and stuff. Five people voted
1: Trubisky fifth on the MVP award.
0: What do you know? What's so weird? That's
1: Five insane. different people. It's weird. Sean, have you been uh, stealing ballots from ESPN people? Yeah, and I hacked the emailing ESPN them system. in. Yeah. That's what my guess is. Um, well, then I'll just go to mine since we're going through this quickly. And same thought process as Brinson here. It's also an MVP prediction, but is not Ben Roethlisberger. He was my prediction last year which I felt was decent because he ended up leading the league in passing yards like Brinson said. Uh, Drew Brees winning the MVP. And here's my thing is that we saw what he did last year. He actually finished second in the MVP race. There's no Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram averaged 184 carries per season over the past two seasons. Yes, they brought in Latavius Murray, but I do think without Ingram, they're going to throw the ball more, more passing yards to Brees, more passing touchdowns. And the thing that Breeze is going to get is voter guilt. Do you guys know who has finished in second place in the MVP race more than anyone in NFL history? Jay Cutler. Phil Mickelson. Those are both good guesses, but they are wrong. Do you guys know how many times Drew Breeze has finished in second place? Uh, five. Six. Four. Yeah. Including last season, 2018. So I think if Breeze is even in the discussion, top three, Brenton mentioned voter fatigue with Mahomes, That the guilt vote. You're like, you know what? We need to give it to Breeze. He's he's getting up there in age. He might not be playing much longer. He's finished runner-up four times. He's getting out of hand. Let's just give him the freaking award so he can go home and retire.
2: I give it a B because I think, you know, you're talking about a guy who has finished second most and saying he's going to make the leap and finish in first. I don't think that's that bold.
1: I give um, your grade of
2: me an F. What's that? Nothing. He
0: graded your grade with an F.
2: Oh, Wow. Well, how the turntables. Um, how the turntables? This is what I'll say about well, Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say how the turntables? Yeah. He's graded
2: my grade? Uh, We're allowed to do that? We're allowed to grade grades? It's how the tables. That's, what they, say. that's, how that's the t- what they say in California. Yeah, it's how, the table,
0: how the tables have turned.
2: I do you not know? It's the office quote.
0: Oh, oh is it, it how it, the turntables? It, it, no, it's, it's when Michael
2: Scott doesn't know how to say it. So he goes, well, well, well. How the turntables. Well, you gotta throw the three <laughs> wells in there. I can't just that? just leave that's them That's like out. my favorite office you, got, you,
0: you didn't, your delivery. I give you delivery an F. <laughs>
2: well, I, anyone says that, I feel like everyone knows it's the Michael Scott. Okay. Well, well, see, like,
0: I always, like, when I do, if I say, like, just to play Devil's Avocado here, cause that's from 30 Rock, right? But you gotta be like, Larry, if I can play Devil's Avocado, cause otherwise people think they're like, this idiot okay. thinks it's Devil's Avocado.
2: <laughs> no, I know, I know the phrase. Well, the
0: well, Scott. well. This is oh, what's concerning about
2: Drew Brees.
0: Oh, turn, if you look at his numbers
2: last year, he was neck and neck with Patrick Mahomes for the first three months of the season, and um or at the very least, it was a close. It was a close race. I don't know if anyone had Brees above him, but it was close. After Thanksgiving, his deep ball was a disaster. Now I'm, I'm quoting Warren Sharp from Sharp Football. Post Thanksgiving, his deep ball he completed 41 percent of the time average only 10.2 yards per attempt before Thanksgiving. That was at 18.1 yards per attempt. So his yards per attempt on deep balls declined by eight full yards. He threw one touchdown and two interceptions on his deep ball after throwing six touchdowns and no interceptions before Thanksgiving. And his passer rating dropped to 63 when it was at 144 before Thanksgiving. And also he got hurt, which could have been a case. Maybe he did pick up an injury or he's getting old. And, um, you know, the last stretch of the season is going to be difficult for him. Is that game at the end of November, they played the Cowboys. Uh, The Cowboys won
1: 13 to 10, and that was probably Brees' worst game of the season. He got beat up in that game, and there was some thought that maybe he injured his throwing arm, which led to that regression. So if it was an injury thing and not an age thing, then there's no reason to think that regression is going to come this year. But if it was age, then obviously that's an issue. But there are
2: clips of him just getting destroyed in that Cowboys game. and actually um, on Thanksgiving, they played the Falcons and Warren Sharp has a clip beneath that tweet that I was quoting from of an interception and breeze goes to make a tackle on the interception with his throwing shoulder and he gets absolutely clobbered and look, he, I don't think he showed up on the injury report, but if there was going to be a hit that hurt his arm, that was probably it.
0: Okay. Uh, I would agree well, with that. We right. go. Last one. We got to get this thing ready. Make sure we get over 75 minutes
2: here. The uh, Bengals
1: win the Super Bowl. Is that your last one?
2: Uh, I have the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and that's my final prediction. Um F- I, 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 What? Is, I, picking anyone bulls. besides the Patriots to win the Super Bowl qualifies as bold, in my like, opinion. No,
1: the Chiefs have the same odds. It's
2: F- the Chiefs D4 jumped off sides. Otherwise, the Chiefs would have been in the Super Bowl.
0: F minus and bold.
2: the problem is, is there's no way I can like uh, add this prediction and like tweak it like we did with all the others. The the Chiefs, I'm, I don't think they're going to go undefeated. I'm not going to predict that the Chiefs uh, don't
0: win the Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> it's bolder to say the Chiefs
1: are winning the Super Bowl than the win Chiefs. the Super Bowl by 40 points. Patrick Ooh. Mahomes throws 50 touchdown passes in the, in Super, the Bowl. Super
0: Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or what about the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, but there's a twist. It's actually Matt Moore starting for them in the Super Bowl.
2: Oh. I don't think – I don't want to predict that. You guys can give me an F. It's fine. But that's my prediction. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They came a coin toss away with a terrible defense a year ago. I think the defense is going to be equally bad. I don't buy any of the changes they made. Um, it seems like they've just swapped out one bad defense and putting in a new version of a terrible defense. I Ray don't.
1: Clark, Honey Badger, you don't like them?
2: I mean, they got rid of D. Ford and Justin Houston and um, Eric Berry, who didn't play, anyways. Uh, I don't think they're changing coordinator. I don't think they necessarily upgraded a coordinator. If you look at Steve Spagnuolo's career, he's had, I think, a top five defense and scoring twice in like something like seven or eight seasons, or maybe even nine seasons. So I don't buy any of the changes made on defense. This is purely uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense uh, overcoming the Patriots. And I think what will be key is that early meeting that they, what week do they play? Um, whoever wins that. Cause I think home field advantage in that playoffs is going to matter big time.
0: Another bold prediction by Sean home field advantage will matter in the playoffs.
2: Make that the headline. Yeah. Why home field advantage matters in the playoffs. Wagner colon chiefs
0: will be good. <laughs> um, do you know what is kind of bold who I'm picking to win the uh, Super Bowl, and who John breach. Should we, should we spoil it for him,
1: John? I don't want to, well I mean this Did podcast this last people week? will be listening on Monday and my bold predictions will be out
2: so I'm fine also, no one mind. no one has made it to this point in this podcast for now. It's just me right now only... banging his head against the computer screen about why <laughs> we're still talking. He's like, he's, I'm going to get Labor Day texts like,
0: 89 minutes? What is the matter with you? Like, I don't know. But it
2: is a holiday.
1: If, if you're going to listen to an 89-minute podcast, it's going to be on a holiday. So we should probably so you're, you're driving with the family. You just don't care anymore. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to get sucked into the Pick 6 podcast for 90 minutes and listen to Sean's chief Super Bowl prediction.
0: Uh anyway, so John and I have the same NFC representative in the Super Bowl and we hadn't like talked about it at all.
2: Wait, I have, I already know who I'm picking for the NFC. Who do you have? Give me yours. I have the Eagles. Chiefs Eagles.
0: Ooh, Andy Reid beats See, that's No, see that's the bold prediction damn goober how'd you not go there yeah. all right, what is, what is Andy Reid beats his old team to win this first super bowl are you kidding me
2: all right fine we've changed you serve
1: yourself yeah. up on a
0: platter that's, an a, platter that's, that's an a That's an plus oh no this has
2: been in slack for two hours you guys could have told me this before As i guess it, i didn't tell you about the eagles yeah. <laughs> all right that's on me john 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 do
0: john knew about the eagles my you,
1: super bowl prediction Oh, did, would you not send him the eagles to your thing we didn't do, no, we, we only did, did, we only did the winner. winner, not the loser. Oh,
0: Joe, oh, you only asked because we have the same team. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was, so who's your NFC pick? My Super Bowl Purple. pick People is Chiefs Vikings. Eaters. With the Chiefs winning.
2: I have the Vikings over the Steelers.
1: And Brinton also has the Vikings in the Super Bowl.
2: I like all these. It's not going to matter when the
1: Patriots are winning the Super Bowl again, but you know. You know what the fun, it's not even like we're picking against the Patriots
2: I just think it's so easy to pick the Patriots that you just
1: want to think outside yeah it's not fun so but it's just, not
2: even that, like you don't feel good if the Patriots win the Super Bowl and you predicted the Patriots to win the Super Bowl but let's be real if we all had to you know if we had a gun to our head it was you have to pick one team and you die if they don't win it we'd all pick the we'd all yeah, pick the Patriots, that's right? a great point. I would take the Bengals so i've um <laughs> yeah
0: so i've uh i've been this is my i've been calculating it wrong it's like when i forgot how old i was that one year uh, when I was thirty-seven, and I thought I thought I was thirty-eight, but I was really thirty-seven. Um, I thought this was my ninth Super Bowl that I was covering. This upcoming one, it's my tenth. So first of all, I should get some kind of uh, anniversary. Yeah, I should get some kind of award or something from CBS or like a, a nice uh, silver goblet, perhaps, or like a you know something. A chip? I don't know.
2: Silver uh, goblet.
0: Yeah. Have you seen? So Dennis Dodd. On, uh, if you watch him on CBS Sports HQ, our 24-7 streaming sports network that you can access on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and all your other devices as well as cbsports.com slash live, um, he, uh, he has this big crystal ball in behind him on his, on his bookshelf. Is he got it when he was, in, it's his 10 years at CBS present! He got ten years at CBS. He gets a big, a big crystal ball.
2: It's like a, it looks like a BCS trophy.
0: Where's mine? So you're eye? jealous,
2: you didn't. Yeah, you're yeah you didn't get they them.
0: stopped giving them out because now they're, they're cheap. They
2: gave you a podcast. That was your yeah. Purpose.
0: I got a
1: podcast. I don't want a podcast. I want a big crystal goblet and a. I'll cold- take the podcast, and you can have the goblet. All I want is a I'll
0: half. I'll take the goblet. All I want is a half sip. They gave me a half so sip. Brenton, I'll buy sip. you a
1: drink in South Beach to celebrate the 10th anniversary of you covering your 10th Super Bowl.
0: But actually, so kind of kind of interesting, but not interesting. Um, the first Super Bowl radio row I ever covered was the year before I started working at CBS, and it was actually in South Beach. Um, it was the Saints uh, Saints Colts Super Bowl. I flew out away from the Super Bowl before the game because my buddy, one of my really good friends Garrett had a bachelor party. And, uh, so we watched it there. Uh, we, we were debating between Wrightsville Beach and New Orleans, chose Wrightsville Beach, and then the Saints won the Super Bowl. We would have been in New Orleans when the Saints won the Super Bowl. Sort of screwed that one up. Uh, but my, my, uh, larger point was that, um, 10 years, Super Bowl, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's been in over half, or like half of them, no matter whether he goes this year or not.
1: He's, I've seen Tom Brady in the Super Bowl five times. It's ridiculous. This Super Bowl is in Miami, and the last time I was in Miami for a Super Bowl was Super Bowl 23, when Joe Montana hit John Taylor with a 10 yard touchdown pass with 34 seconds left to beat the Bengals. That's all.
0: so you think that
1: um, 49ers Bengals? Yes, maybe. It's my bold prediction. I always try and do those anniversary bowl predictions. It never works out. Like I was like Patriot or Patriots Panthers revenge game. Hey, but you know what's funny is that you just said that is that my Chiefs Vikings pick. Is a 50th anniversary because they played in Super Bowl four, and I kind of, I mean, it didn't, it's not what dictated my pick, but I was pleasantly surprised that that happened. Can I Especially just say real quick, with the 100th anniversary? Season. This is why.
2: He's like, why sometimes... are these guys
0: trying to get to 90 minutes? What are they doing? What are they doing? No, no,
2: no. no. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is this could never happen on Ryan watch because Ryan would be looking at you guys like, and he would say, he would actually say the word. What are we doing here? Because yeah. that's what he always says when we start going over. He's
0: like, <laughs> I, I've got a hard out, guys. I've got a hard out. I was like, no, you don't. You don't have anything to do.
2: He's got to go make a smoothie yeah, with you oat got, milk. You
0: got like? got to take a nap. you got to go make some oatmeal and chew it or like eat it while you watch Andy Griffith's show, Ryan. Get out of here. You're not doing anything. Uh, all right. Let's get out of here. This is a long an hour. And How 20, many minutes? One hour and 20 minute podcast. Pretty exciting. Happy Labor Day, listeners. Uh, happy Labor Day, everybody. Um, we uh We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great, uh, have a great holiday. Stay safe out there, people.